Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, helping higher education marketing leaders share knowledge about learning, strategies, and tactics that are relevant today. See what you can learn today by listening to one of our episodes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, hosted by Concept3D. If you like this content, please, please, please follow and subscribe to us on your uh, respective podcast platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a comment. We love comments. We want to hear what you think about the show. My name is Shiro. And today we're going to be talking about building a content culture around video and also where higher ed advertising fails short or falls short, I should say. And for this topic today, I'm super, super excited to have Philip Smith joining us. Philip is an education consultant and fractional CMO. He's also a writer for the Education Leader Insights and co-hosts the Ed Up Marcom podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Philip. Hi, Shiro. Thanks for putting me on. Excited to be here. It's great to have you. And I do like asking all our guests this as a quick icebreaker. Philip, what do you love about higher ed? Yeah, I think I love um, the transformational aspect of it in particular. I think I love how someone can learn and study in a place and then become something different, you get a new job, and that can change their whole life, essentially. Undergrad, postgrad, the same. You know, I just find the transformational aspect of higher ed to be kind of magic um, and life-changing. Like, like if you do well at higher ed, and you know, depending on what course you do, it does change your life, your income, where you live, it changes everything. So I think that's kind of magic about it. That's great to hear. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I'd love to jump into our topic today. So uh, I think... The topic today is a pretty unique because I don't get to talk about it this specifically often because usually like most higher ed leaders I talk to hire out for this work. So I mm-hmm. love I love getting into the details and talking specifics. So uh, so first topic will be around using video properly. I know we had a prior conversation in our introduction to, to talk a little bit more about like how higher ed could be really utilizing video more effectively. And so uh, from that, I'd love for you to take it away. Yeah, fantastic. So, so video is definitely one of the kind of cornerstones that I focused on when I worked with colleges and universities. So video was really effective at communicating messages quickly. Historically, what we've done a lot in, in the hybrid space is we've done a lot of text. But hybrid is complex. We're trying to give away a lot of information. How is the course delivered? What is the you know modules in the course? There's a huge amount of information to be given. The result is, is that on our websites, there's a huge amount of text on the on the course uh, website pages. Um, and that also comes across sometimes in ads and marketing messages and in emails. Just huge amounts of text. Video is a much more effective way of communicating. It's, it's much more effective in terms of your marketing results in your ROI, whether it's on your website or in your ads. There's different types of video as well we can use. So right now, high rate, if you go to a university website, you're going to find one, two videos in the whole website. There should be maybe 50 or 100 videos on your website. It really, like that, that kind of volume. You could have one or two or three videos on every single course uh, website page. A video of the le- lecturer talking about and explaining uh, what's the content of the course, what he's going to teach you. And, you know, familiar, familiarize or set themselves with this lecturer. Student testimonials talking about their specific, um, you know, outcomes and, and uh, experiences of doing the course. So, you know, often we'll find out as well, 
kind of student testimonial videos and websites and high rate websites where there may be just a compilation and it's the same video. You know, if, if I'm doing a degree in business or a degree in maybe, you know, science, I want to hear from the person who's done that degree, specifically, uh, you know, videos for that specific uh, student. So having videos that are specific to the course from that lecturer for that degree about the course content, students talking about their experiences for that course, really specific videos and just all across the website as well. And um, yeah, video is definitely a, a big game changer, I think, for higher ed. Yeah, and it what what are some of the results you've seen from universities and institutions, like let's say building out more videos for each program or course page? Yeah, we've we've done video and we have done video for a lot of different universities, and we've seen three to four hundred percent, you know, engagement in the videos, three or four x increase ROI in terms of return on ad spends for when they've used video in ads, you know, better conversion rates when they've used video on the the the, the course landing pages on the websites. Just using video across uh, that that user journey for prospective students really jumps up uh, results, and it's 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 just a very it's it's not a surprising thing. I think if you go to most people in high red, you go, oh, video works better. They, oh yeah, yeah, of course it does. We know it does. It's just that that thing of kind of putting the effort into it, putting the strategy in place, and then creating it on a on a regular, consistent basis. And um, because sometimes as well, what you see on a lot of university websites is testimonials, videos, just content that's three, four years old, but it needs to be, you know, really this, this quarter, at least this month, people really react to fresh content. And, and that's something as well that's, that's missed out on. Oh, this is a testimonial from our class of 2022. Now I, I'm here in July, 2023. I want to hear from someone who's on the course now or just graduated, like really fresh uh, testimonials and videos and fresh content is is a lot more effective gotcha and you know if i'm thinking in the shoes of someone who has to manage and create those videos it's my initial thought is it's it's a lot of work a lot harder to build out a video versus copy for a program on a web page right like if i were to compare the two yeah. how do you how do you justify that time spent or like how do you maybe build a culture around prioritizing that video first because if i'm thinking just the math let's say i know i'll, I'll get a 400 percent roi that's a pre mm. pretty clear answer right but yeah you know, how, how can yeah. i how can i make something that's repeatable there and, and scalable there have what have you seen from institutions that have been able yeah. to do this successfully what I've seen work well is to create essentially, and it's kind of, I suppose, maybe a word phrase, but a content calendar, but, but maybe a, a more specific, more advanced content calendar. So the content calendars you see a lot from, you know, I've seen marketing managers, and I was myself was a marketing director at a group of colleges, I use is, okay, in August we'll create this content, and you know, in August we'll do phot photography of all the lectures. In September we'll do fresh video content. But it, the, the trick is getting really, uh, specific I think with your content strategy so so planning down to each course each person really um you know narrow it down but and then try to try to bring video in as part of your your kind of natural process I think of well, where can I get video from students where they're all going to be there at one time and then you know often the answer is okay the graduation event or this event or this 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 um you know after the exams or this there's certain times where you can slide in your your video content 
and it works really well where you're able to get the people there in the right place at the right time and then do it in a, in a repeatable process. And then the struggle really just becomes about the creation of it, which is more about, you know, using the right team internally or externally to, to create that over and over again. It's very interesting. So I'm just trying to think in a, within the school year's timeline, like the, the key mm -hmm. points are like around graduation maybe to, to implement like some of these recordings or schedule some of these recordings. Like what are the, the good points in time that you should be looking yeah, out yeah. for that would make this process easier? Yeah, there's some interesting times. I think often, you know, you, you want to try to, often video is done um, with people who have just graduated. What's great to do is is to keep a, a good relationship. And if you have good alumni networks going on, this is this is easily done. But to do videos with people who have graduated maybe one or two years, you know, and get and testimonials and kind of from those people as well, see where they've gone and what happened. Because people want to see outcomes. They want to see what happened in their career. Did they, you know, if, if, if I do an undergrad, will I get into this master's? If I do this course, will right. I get this job? People want to see the outcomes. They also want to see video content kind of people who have just finished the course and experienced it. So times of graduation is great for that. But it's about trying to capture the, the journey of, of the student from, uh, you know, enrolling, doing the course, graduating, and then what happened to them in the future after they did your course. Because again, the, the, the long-term outcomes are the real drivers for people, you know, employment being probably the right. biggest driver for anyone. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that that kind of rolls up to a very high level topic around experience versus outcomes, like how you're marketing mm -hmm. your school. And I think traditionally it's, sorry, education, experience and outcomes. And traditionally, I think, you know, we've really marketed on the education itself, but schools are having to pivot more towards. Yeah outcomes which is something they didn't talk about as much before and experience as well yeah very important absolutely well that's that's great um moving on or switching gears a little bit here sort mm -hmm. of related to our previous topic but um you actually manage and oversee a lot of paid media right um so yeah. directly and you shared some quick ad opportunities you see with a lot of your uh, clients, right within higher ed. Yeah, I think you mentioned a few few opportunities. Do you mind sharing some of those top few? Yeah, sure. So I suppose I'll, I'll just go through kind of my some of my core principles or philosophies around you know doing paid ads for for higher ed. So if if you're using some social social media ads, for example, that to me is often really kind of top of funnel. You know. Often the ads used in higher spaces, we'll do ads on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and so on. We'll do those ads and be applying now and roll now. You know, but if they're not, if they're not, you know, the exception being if they're maybe retargeting or remarketing lists to specific lists of, of people, but if they're just running ads to cold audiences, just pushing for the applier or enroll now, uh, to me is is a big mistake. You know, I think it's much more effective to push for uh, lead collection, you know, and, and push for them to download a brochure to learn read about the course you know, offer a free webinar, free event, they can come and, and, and learn about the course and ask questions. Realistically, th those kind of ads work when you're selling low ticket courses or low ticket items, you know, for, for, for 20 bucks. But when we're talking about a course for five, 10, 20,000, you know, dollars plus, you know, if I'm just seeing this this ad for the first time, I'm not just gonna jump in and, and, and typically spend that kind of money right away. There's, there needs to be more preamble, there needs to be more steps before that. Um, to learn about the course, to speak with people, to you know, to to engage, uh, and you know, be nurtured 
to a point before that. Um, in terms of Google Ads, that's where you can do more conversions. You know, do do, do more um, have your conversion track instead of computer, your application form. I find that to be really you know effective to to have your maximized conversions or specific um, bidding per conversion, and then have the conversion set up to your application form mm-hmm. with Google Ads. Typically, Google search ads is what I find to be extremely effective. And that's people that are kind of at the point of purchase or they're they're very warm in terms of they're they're actively researching. So I'm on Google searching for where can I enroll for a business degree? Where can I enroll for this? Is there degrees in Boston? Whatever the, the query is. But that's someone actively, you know, in search mode looking for a degree. Those people I would sell to. And, you know, I, I, would, I would be a bit, bit more um, front pushing with the sale of the application and, and lead with that. But when it comes to social media advertising, it's a lot more for me, lead focus, nurturing free events, because you're often targeting people who are good potential fits, but not people that have maybe been in that search mode already kind of thinking, I want to do this now. So they needed a lot more nurturing. And, and then mm-hmm. it comes to more, where are we sending these people in the landing page and, and how, what are we doing with them but via email to nurture them? Those are the other real pivotal points I find um, that are often overlooked as well. Gotcha. And so just kind of to review and summarize what I'm hearing you say is sure. you see a lot of a lot of opportunity, especially for social paid media, to try different offers, invite into free events, give them content offers that mm-hmm. aren't just at the brand awareness level, but at least one step deeper where you can collect some lead information data. And with that, you can use them to nurture them via email or again through social media. That's one thing I'm hearing. And then yeah. another thing you're hearing is, you know, like you can't expect a student to commit to a 30 to 40 K a semester school off of one ad. And so you know, yeah. maybe create yeah. some other offers and engagement points in between that journey. Um, if you're not seeing a lot of results from those more bottom of funnel uh, advertisement options, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's really spot on. Like, there's there's a lot of focus sometimes that goes into the ads, but not a lot of focus goes into where we're sending them, you know, or what do we do with them once we have them, you know, or, or what do we, you know, how do we capture the information? What are we doing with this email mm-hmm. when we have it? And, and and that kind of piece of it is, is what's real lacking as, as well. What's really, I think, lacking in terms of paid ads in the hybrid space in particular is urgency. Where there, there typically isn't a lot of urgency. I've seen it more recently in the, in the past number of months you know, huge universities like MIT having special offers and urgency in their ads, but historically it hasn't been a great um, a great sector right. for doing that. But again, urgency is really important to try and, you know, get people to reply to the email, to to book the webinar, to make the fill in the application form to get them to, you know, take that next mm-hmm. step. Can you can you explain why why ur- what urgency is and why it has this effect? Yeah, so essentially, urgency is something I speak with a lot of uh, education institutions about, and it comes in all different you know sh- shapes, and it looks it can look very different. It might be a special offer in the course price. It might be a cutoff deadline to enroll or apply. It might be, um, you know, certain value incentives that are there in place. If they enroll early, then you'll get this additional uh, incentive to enroll or this additional benefit. And um, it could just be showing the places left in the course. You know, quite often if you go to an application or course page to apply. It doesn't say how many places they're in the course. It doesn't say how many are left. It just says apply, you know. Okay, I'll do it next month then. If if, if I'm looking at this maybe in July, like we are, you know, it's right. July now, and the course ends in September, mm-hmm. why should why should I apply? I want to apply, but I'm a little busy this week. I'll do it next month, 
you know. But if you're telling me that 50% of this course is filled right now, okay, that's different. I, I'll make it a priority to apply for this course this week, you know. And, and now we're getting more applications faster and easier. And there's just that urgency is just important to, and transparency as well. To, to show people why they should act faster rather than later. Because what can happen right. later as well is, maybe next month I'll do it next year. And then I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I just don't want to do it anymore. Or I'll go to a competitor. I'll, I'll work with someone else. I happen to see their ad when I'm scrolling through social media because right. I waited, you know, a lot can happen if, we, if, if you let prospective students wait where you want to try and convince them of the value that you're, you're trying to give them with your, with your education, with your courses. That makes sense. Yeah, I think scarcity is a natural human response in that, yeah. you know, when things are scarce, you want them more. And so it makes perfect sense. Uh, I have kind of a question more around. Sure. So as, as a consultant and agency co-founder and CMO, yeah. like if you're in a higher ed leader, how, how do you know when going in-house or out, out, out of house is the right option? Yeah, I, I think there's there's a couple of ways to answer that question. But I think for me, previously, I was a group marketing director for a group of private colleges. And, you know, over 5,000 students, you know, a year, big operation. And I had to make that decision all the time. You know, do I do it internally or externally? For, for me, if, if I suppose if I'm in the shoes of a CMO trying to make that decision now, um, one is I would always look for, for businesses or agencies if I am going external that are results-based. So commission and results-based are really great ways to, to look. Am um, I for that myself? And that I created, I suppose, an agency that was commission-based because I wanted an, an education-focused agency that was commission-based when I was a marketing director. But, but look for commission-based uh, offers look at the price points and the costs. Often it, it will be more expensive to, to outsource potentially, but the results are really important. Often what I've, I've advised to do is to have a consultant, you know, used for the strategy or, or fractional or someone like that to use the strategy and to kind of use them sparingly and then have the team do the legwork and the execution of that, uh, of, the, of those ideas. So use the, the people that are expensive for the strategy, use the team for the execution and, and use those experts to educate the team to make what you're doing and, and, and they're doing better. I think that's a good way to do it. I, I, but I just, for certain things, I think it just makes sense to outsource it. So before you mentioned the content creation, things like video production, for me, should always be outsourced. If, if you try and do that internally properly, it's extremely difficult because you need a videography team, you need a video video editing potential. You know, there's a lot of different steps and parts to that, which can be difficult and expensive to execute. You know, where it, it, those things like that, are, I think are, are better outsourced and, you know, leave the rest to be done internally. Yeah, that makes sense. Making a video once a month, it's gonna take you forever because you're not in the regular <laughs> workflow of things. But if you're someone editing videos and shooting videos every day, you know, you can yeah. get things done in a snap. Exactly. So that does make sense. Well, great. You know, Philip, it was really great to have you on today. I was wondering where some of our listeners could connect with you to learn more about everything you do in higher ed and uh, ask you any questions. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I think if you Google Philip Smith, um, or search for me on LinkedIn, I think I'm the number one uh, Philip Smith there is. Uh, no disrespect to the other Philip Smiths. 
but I've, I've got a following of about 14,000, you know, CEOs and founders of colleges, universities and so on on LinkedIn. So that's an easy place to find me. There's those are free resources there they can tap into and they can book a call or send me a message if they want to ask me any questions. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you all for our listeners for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on the next episode. And Philip, I hope you go have a good workout after this because I know you're hitting the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Thanks, you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.